This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Welcome to Talking Simpsons, home of numerous angel sightings. I'm your host, violence gang leader, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Henry Gilbert, and my wussiness better come in handy. It always has, Henry. And who else? <laughs> uh, sexy Millhouse, Chris Antista. And today's episode is Lemon of Troy. Look at the weak little baby. You're stupid, you stupid, weak baby. <laughs> what a burn. And it aired on May 14th, 1995. And as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my God. Yippee-ki-yay, Bobby. Because with Crimson Tide and Die Hard with a Vengeance in theaters, men have no shortage of movies to watch. Soap opera, as the world turns, puts The Simpsons to shame with its 10,000th episode. Wow. And look out, San Diego. There's a crazy man driving around with a murderous rampage in a tank. Oh, that's when that happened. Oh my god, the guy that's the guy who built his own tank, no. right? Oh okay. no, it's the guy who snuck into an oh, airbase okay. and went on a rampage. I, I don't think that anybody was killed. They did a whole King of the Hill about that. That's right, and I think it spawned several uh, Grand Theft Auto missions. It did. Yes. And part of the reason why and it, I had so much fun looking into this, because this is mm. you're a little kid, maybe you're not paying attention to police chases, but this was like, <laughs> what the fuck? You can just do this? I, a, a human I, can just do this? I remember there was a police standoff with a katana. Some guy has like a katana blade <laughs> standing off against but the this, cops. I don't think anyone was killed this in that. Prove me wrong. Rolling over cars. So part of the reason, because it was such a low speed chase. The tank mm. topped out at 30 miles an hour. So the helicopter, it looked awesome. It was everything a local news, San Diego news team could ask for. That tank didn't realize the ga- Grand Theft Auto cheat of you shoot backwards to then propel yourself faster. That's right. It wasn't, it wasn't loaded, so it mm-hmm. couldn't be uh, shot. It is, yeah. but it's it just all, common sense. But a dude mm-hmm. snuck into an army base, crowbarred open the locked doors of several tanks, got to this one, and was able to start it wow. and drive it off the base. That That's seems complicated. Weird. It's not yeah. like driving a car. There's all those buttons and knobs and levers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what you don't want to do is look into the person who did it. Because, mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. It, yeah, he had just lost a lawsuit with uh, his... With a hospital over his medical bills. Okay, so not a tank. His girlfriend had died of an overdose. Mm. Uh, his tools could, had just been stolen, so they couldn't work. And he wanted to kill himself. Mm. And we lo- and I have a feeling a lot of people looked at this problem and thought, man, we should really lock up tanks. Yeah. Uh, the wow. problem is the problem is in health insurance, opioids, <laughs> mental health, uh, tort reform. No, it's like uh, America.jpg or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like death, death by cop via tank is how I want to die. Look, in, look <laughs> into the two weeks before his doing this and like yeah I can see calling it quits <laughs> yes. in an interesting way well on King of the Hill and Bill, he was murdered he was uh, murdered by the police oh uh, well they'll do that well, he got what he wanted yeah. Yeah. Well, but on King of the Hill Bill Dotrieve did not die but he he accidentally thought that the army had given him like this te- uh, had tested something on him that turned him into a fat bald loser a walrus man <laughs> a walrus man yeah. yes yeah and then it was later uh, Hank found out like no you were on the placebo thing for this you're it, this is only your fault and, and he uh, somehow didn't get in trouble because he pretended it was an, a drill yeah but oh, he also, was drunk I think he got drunk inside the tank yeah he also well the I think something exploded and then he he had carpal tunnel and then he just broke his wrist yeah He's like so my wrist is all better Hank. oh and in a controversial hot take mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance is the best Die Hard movie 
Yeah, mm, it's it's really that good. ending with the helicopter is the one thing I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's not that like the last twenty minutes aren't good. That but, was the speed. What speed brought to the world was the mm, second ending. It, yeah, you can't just end the premise you promise people and <laughs> have them leave. But Sam Jackson is the perfect foil in there, Zeus. It's, it's like, also a great Lethal Weapon movie, totally. <laughs> and yeah, Crimson Tide, a really great film, like an underrated uh, Tony Soprano film, like Tony J- Scott. James Gandolfini. Oh, sorry, in, yes, he's a bit part. <laughs> yeah. So Tony Scott and Tony Soprano. In the oh, same movie. Okay. a real, a real death. A real bada bing. Well, before we start, I want to tell our listeners I am sick, and I will be sick in the next episode. So I hope I get better after that. If not, there will be a new host. But <laughs> I just want to let you know I'm not going to be firing on all cylinders, which is a shame. Uh, but I made it. I'm going to, I'm going to record, and I will survive this well, recording. These, this is a really fun episode. This is a true classic. It really is. I, I love pointing out how old I am to our listeners, but I was. I discovered this episode in the episode guide. I missed its initial airing. It is yet another one of those that, like, did not appear in syndication. Mm -hmm. And I read about this episode for, I think, three years before I was able to see it again. You missed a great one. Well, Dave Rudden, who really wanted to be here today but couldn't, he... This is his favorite episode, and he said it was a similar it's thing. really he, good. He missed it, and his friends told him, like, there's an episode where they go to Shelbyville. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? No. It felt like a lost episode, like a mm. script that didn't get made into something because of how no DVDs and no internet <laughs> made it impossible to see. <laughs> now, uh, this this is one of my all-time favorites. It's and great. The, the rival town of Shelbyville, which was first seen in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay, I thought so. On the map, right? Uh, well, no, it was where... Oh, uh, yes. It's, uh, right. it's where her Powell had been adopted. He had he'd been adopted there and then moved to Detroit. That, that's where he was at the Shelbyville Orphanage. Read between the lines, you fool. <laughs> yes. But Shelbyville was just a place. It wasn't mm. the rival town. Yes. That, I think, was really set up in Homer Loves Flanders of the big game in between Shelbyville okay. and, and where Lisa says, like, we burned down their city hall. They spiked our water yes. supply. I believe that's when and the that's true rival monorail. Began. Yeah, Lyle Landley. Lyle Shelbyville idea. Well, yeah, that was season four. He did, mm-hmm. but Shelbyville was equal to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haberbrook. Like, so it wasn't exactly a rival town. But it, it was. It was still the Simpsons like noodle incident. Yeah, yes. mentioned, mentioned constantly. Tons of backstory, but you'll never see it. And in the PTA disbands, Principal Valiant was from Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. Wow. Although their school, their school looks very similar to Springfield Elementary. Yeah, the real secret of Shelbyville we learn in this episode is is that it is exactly the same as Springfield. Except you can marry your cousin. Yes. Other than that, it is the and, same and that's what, city. I don't know if everybody can relate to this, but if you grew up in a small town, there's a small town near it that's exactly like it that your town mm. has made up a bunch of awful rumors about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ours was uh, Struthers, Ohio. It, it's mm. nuts. It exists everywhere you live. Middleburg was Orange Park, Florida's enemy territory. Yeah. Gainesville. Oh, Tallahassee. <laughs> you. This episode, too, is... A great children's adventure yeah. that involves the parents. Like, mm. all the kids have... There, there was a problem, in, I'd say, in the Mike Scully seasons that they got too into the kids having kitty adventures that almost, like, bordered on, like, a Rugrats plot. <laughs> yeah. But this... This is an intense kids' adventure, but that does capture so many things that when I watched the episode, I was like... Oh, I did that as a kid, and now I realized that was stupid. Like, it's very observational. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, though I've never written my name in cement, I don't know about I you have, guys. Hell yeah, I have not. This is for the ages. Like Stonehenge, this site will forever be a mystery. Who was Bart, and how did he manage to write his name in solid cement? He must have been much smarter than his sister Lisa. About whom we know nothing. <laughs> so let's bring him back to life by using technology. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Karumba! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> What's normal to him amazes us. He will be our new god. <sighs> oh, good, somebody's shadow. I'll just turn and brag about my work. Hi. Bart, you've graffito tagged public property. It was an accident. God, I love all of the super on the nose comments by the future people in Bart's imagination. It's yeah. beautiful. What's normal to him amazes us. us. <laughs> about his sister Lisa, about whom we know nothing. And I've I've stolen the line using technology <laughs> several <laughs> times. Yes. Uh, and I want to make a controversial take. Go for it. Futurama didn't exist yet, but right. it's a good look at what that would look like. I immediately a, thought of Futurama in this post-Futurama world. But I, you might agree with me on this, too, because it's a cartoon nerd thing. It looks really inspired by 
the end of one froggy evening visually ah, and, you are so right i forgot yeah, about right? that like, future ending it's a beaut it's it's one of the first cartoon futures that I can remember, and it's only for like thirty seconds. The only other time I can remember a cartoon future is when they went into nineteen ninety in that yes. uh, Bugs and uh, Elmer from cartoon. being babies. He breaks wow. a bottle over a, a baby's That's head. That's right. Yeah. And that one froggy evening uh, flash forward. Don't they take him out of concrete? Yes. Yeah. He uses so a space gun to yeah. get him out of concrete. So, so it's think, concrete related. I think layout wise, somebody was definitely looking at one fro- froggy evening. You're totally right. I think the, you're right. Though the guy who says what's normal to him amazes us his head thing his headpiece i think is the cloud city employee from empire strikes back the <laughs> who's maybe a robot look i'm i'm if cat bailey was here she would say exactly what that person we call that a, re- a reverse Jordy laforge <laughs> i love frank on his rocket cycle he's basically dressed as super dave i i like that he has like his a flair for the dramatic he super didn't just dave. build well, a evil can evil maybe okay yes, <laughs> yeah. you're right yeah super dave was just dressed as evil can evil mm-hmm. and marge's graffito tagline pretty great too uh, alright so then Marge explains why she was so pissed off at Bart whatever happened to good old fashioned town pride it's been going downhill ever since the lake caught fire now just a darn minute this town is a part of who you are this is a Springfield isotopes cap when you wear it you're wearing Springfield when you eat a fish from our river you're eating Springfield. When you make lemonade from our trees, you're drinking Springfield. Mom, when you give that lecture, you're boring Springfield. Bart, you have roots in this town and you ought to show respect for it. This town is a part of us all. A part of us all. A part of us all. Sorry to repeat myself, but it'll help you remember. This town is a part of us all. A part of us all. A part of us all. Wow, that does work. <laughs> so as a former Ohioan, I was born there and I lived there for 28 years. I have to talk about the whole uh, lake catching fire joke. Mm. That's a reference. It has to be to in 1969 when the Cuyahoga River wow. caught fire. It was really an, a giant oil slick on the river, yeah. but it uh. caught national attention. This happened many times before, but that was the one time <laughs> the rest of America yeah. was paying attention. I think I saw that mentioned in the film about how Cleveland are losers in sports and how uh. everybody makes Cle- fun of Cleveland all of the time. And they had like even this clip of Reagan making fun of the of the water catching on fire. <laughs> they they turned it around, but there is a great pale ale called Burning River uh, that's huh. based out of Cleveland Whoa. that is based on that event. But this is referenced in pop culture all the time. Because because it was like pre-EPA, like mm-hmm. pollution is a problem, rivers are catching Thank fire. Thank you, Richard Nixon. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's way better than Trump, I'll say it right now, way yeah. better than Trump. But meanwhile, like, uh, well, it's just a good thing that now we have to, no worries about polluted water in, in America. Like, Never going to happen. Nope. Breaking the fourth wall of joke structure is mm. something this episode does, I think, a little better than most other episodes. And it gets to start with Marge. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, it starts in it. Who we know nothing about. It's. I love well, that there's so many yeah. acknowledgments that this is a, a dumb joke. Yeah. We're setting up a, a silly premise and we know it. And but, it. I mean, The Simpsons has done a scene in which a character remembers something and then it gets repeated. Yeah. So The Simpsons is guilty of doing the, the mm-hmm. sincere version of this. But then Marge makes fun of how that happens in shows all the time where the character will hear the words echoing over and over. And I like that Marge is the one who gets to have the town pride. Like, it, mm-hmm. it gives something for Marge to do. Yeah. I feel like other episodes, they would have, like, eh, Homer has town pride. <laughs> And Marge just says, Faith is, nice, Homer. Faith is a woman's thing. <laughs> and I love the way it's set up, too. The, the structure of this is amazing. Like in this example here, Marge says, Springfield isotope caps, mm-hmm. fish from a river, lemons. Those are the three things in a row it's Bart subtle. runs into. It's, it's, it's so subtle <laughs> that all of a sudden Springfield has native lemon trees. But yes, she says yeah. it from the beginning as a defining characteristic of the town. Uh, it's beautiful. And I also love the sound of hucking fish at cars. Like the, the, the Nelson... <laughs> the I, German light infantry. <laughs> the, hey, your voice is perfect for Nelson. Yes, I can be a real Nelson sound alike now. Just the, the foley of that fish hitting that car. Just like thump. And then he, that's the only reason he's fishing. Not to eat them. Not to throw them back. Do mess up cars and i also love lisa's pity glass of lemonade too mm. bart's finally feeling some town pride but other kids aren't this town ain't so bad good friends lots of lemons numerous angel sightings when you get right down to it springfield's a pretty cool place to live springfield sucks hey stop talking bad about my town man why don't you make me? I don't make trash. I burn it. Then I guess you're a garbage man. Well, I know you are, but what am I? A garbage man. Oh, I know you are, but what am I? A garbage man. I know you are, but what am I? A 
a garbage man. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Checkmate! <laughs> hey, kid, stop wearing your backpack over one shoulder. We invented that. Copycat. Uh, you copied us. Step over this line and say that. I'll kick your butt. Mad Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Love that line. Wonderful. The, 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 the designs of the Bart and Millhouse of yeah. Shelbyville are great. It's too. great. Yeah. I like that Data's tagging along, too, because mm-hmm. I love Data's I, voice, unlike Macarena, who hates it. He gets. It's This is like his only other time to shine, really, I, in the first my, 10 seasons. My belief is that when they did Bart's Comet, Macarena complained so much about Database, they're like, okay, what's the next episode we're working on? We're going to mm-hmm. put Database all <laughs> over it. Like, Trolling the boss. Totally. That, so ma- I think they've done many decisions that are just to troll Macri. It, it's kind of bizarre to see him here because whatever database embodies Martin mm. and Milhouse can accomplish on their own. He has too and, many nerds on his team, yeah. that's for sure. But I I also love that, like, we can't spare a single one! And then they're throwing <laughs> lemons at them. I think it's all nerds except for maybe Nelson. And yeah. Nelson. Bart is kind of a nerd in his own way. Bart is definitely My not as tough as the Bart of Shelbyville. Yeah, that an is outcast. For sure. Yes, but then we finally... Finally get to hear the origin of Shelbyville, which, <laughs> as a as a Sims continuity nerd, I loved this moment so much. Yeah, and I think Shelbyville Manhattan is a funnier joke than Jebediah <laughs> Springfield. Yes, yeah. It's a great... It's such a great joke. It just sits there. <laughs> Though, the scene is very different when you think about that he's secretly Han Sprungfeld the entire oh, time. Oh, you're right. Did you know this tree <laughs> dates back to frontier times? Oh, wow. Oh, Shut up! <laughs> it all began when Jebediah Springfield first came to these lands with his partner, Shelbyville Manhattan. <laughs> People, our search is over. On this site, we shall build a new town where we can worship freely, govern justly, and grow vast fields of hemp for making rope and blankets. Yes, and marry our cousins. I was... (laughs) What are you talking about, Shelbyville? Why would we want to marry our cousins? Because they're so attractive. I I thought that was the whole point of this journey. Absolutely not. (laughs) I tell you, I won't live in a town that robs men of the right to marry their cousins. Well, then we'll form our own town. Who will come and live a life devoted to chastity, abstinence, and a flavorless mush I call root marm? Yeah. <laughs> root marm. So there are several, uh, there, are, there are at least a few season one callbacks in this episode. Mm-hmm. Have we heard Jebediah Springfield talk since the Telltale Head? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, there were definitely pictures of him in the Whacking Day episode, but there right. was not a flashback to him. Right. I think I think this is our uh, first hearing of his voice since the voice in Bart's head. We've never seen Jebediah Springfield in any other context. Which is still the same voice, but I think a little more stern in that mm-hmm. episode. He sounds a little more Jim Henson-y in this one. Yeah, yeah well, because in this he's he's a funny joke Best machine. fields of hemp. <laughs> yes, which I think is a reference to every, every pothead I knew it in high school was just like, you know, hemp's great and actually George Washington grew hemp and it's awesome. It's like, and it's true that the destruction of the hemp industry is because of big business wow, and it, paper. Like it is the only as a character, the only Jebediah Springfield other than Whacking Day mm-hmm. since the Telltale Head that you've heard him talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, that's it's really it's impressive, and I think too this gave. I love them going into Jebediah Springfield stuff. I mean, yeah. obviously, the uh, least of the iconoclast is probably the best one of not only meeting Hans Sprungfeld, but seeing Troy McClure play Jebediah Springfield <laughs> right. in a film. And it basically destroys any chance of Jebediah showing up again in the future, yeah. being taken seriously. I, I do love the joke that they planted a lemon tree to celebrate that sweet moment. Yes. Lemons <laughs> being the sweetest fruit available at the time. Yeah. This is a really fucking funny episode. Yeah, like every God line damn. is great. I and love the, this episode so and much. And Shelbyville, Manhattan started an entire trip across america to be like we had to marry our cousins right that's i i thought that's what this was all about i do that in several places still i don't want to over explain why shelbyville manhattan is the best joke in the universe (laughs) but he has the name of the most notable town in his name already and he's Mm -hmm. the only person who has the what the the ville I mean, it is it is a better version of the Jebediah Springfield joke. It's like having your last name be Springfield yeah. is crazy. It could be like Jebediah Spring, and then like this will be Springfield. But yeah, it's oh, great. having We're your first name much, be somethingville, Bobville. <laughs> but the yeah, the marrying of first cousins, it's it's kind it's of fun. different across all uh, across 
countries in America. Kissing cousins. It's something every southern town mm-hmm. presumes about the town they think they're better than. Yeah, yeah they all marry their cousins. And, and which being is, from one, you're not. I, mm-hmm. I love how sleazy and dumpy Shelbyville looks. And, with and his, they like, have a, their statue. And his weird I, it has hat. slutty cousins on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, <laughs> he's carousing with like uh, floozies, cousin floozies. There's uh, in the Stephen Colbert book, the first one uh, for the from the Colbert Report. Mm-hmm. He has an interesting section where he argues pro first cousin marriage. Where he's uh-huh. just like, if you're looking for love. It might be as close as your other family tree. And he's just like, look, I've always been pro first cousin marriage. And you know what? Let's look in the Bible. Is it wrong to marry your first cousin in there? And like, like, nope, not in there. Totally cool. Like, there weren't many people back then. Most people were your cousins at the yes. time, I think. When I've met my first cousins, I've never been attracted to one of them, I have to say. Maybe, hey, out there, who knows? That's I nature's had, test. I always had little kid crushes on my family mm. members. But they were all dozens of years older. Well, than if me. they're the cool ones, you're like, oh, they're, they're buying cigarettes. What cool guys? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but... God, I also just love that Abe takes on the nameless old man trope of telling this story. He just it's, kind of appears. God damn. I love, we need to see more of Shelbyville, Manhattan. I feel yeah. like he has shown up in other flashbacks in more recent Has seasons. But we do get a Kerbopel's, uh Roman numeral class. I fucking love this joke, too. Yes. Yeah. It spoke to me as a kid because the only reason I knew Roman numerals were from clocks and movies. Yep. Yep. That's it. When I bought a VHS tape of Marvel cartoons, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's my parents paid 20 bucks for one 20 minute episode of Spider-Man. A terrible I, episode yep, of Spider-Man. That's worse usually. than anime pricing. But I wanted to know what year it came out, but it was always Roman numerals Dude, because it, they were so terrified of like, if you knew this cartoon was from 15 years ago, you wouldn't buy it because yeah, it would be it, old. Oh, you think so? That was the, I, that that's was the what point? Because okay. if you didn't have a VHS or DVD, you didn't have any way of knowing what year a movie was made. Yep. And even as a little kid, you may have had Disney movies it's either buried in like legalese copy. They don't want to tell you yeah. you're watching something from the 1940s. Uh, Please ignore the smoking. They're yeah. they're afraid kids will will not want to watch something that feels old and musty. But now in the post IMDb era, everybody knows what year a movie came out. You can't ha- you can't hide it through the legal bullshit of saying like, oh, this movie came out in MCLX X11. And well, I, st- I still yeah. to figure it out, I have to think. Wait, what Final Fantasy was that? Exactly. I was say, <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy is still teaching the kids Roman numerals. Thank you, Final Fantasy. XV. I was pretty mad when I had been waiting as a Roman numeral fanboy. I had been waiting <laughs> for Super Bowls to reach 50 so it would be Super Bowl L. But yeah. then when it was 50, they did regular yeah. numbers. L isn't sexy. They oh. did XL, which is yeah. as good as you got. Yeah, they did XXX. Uh, <laughs> but but yes, let's hear. The Nelson has no time to explain. I love this. Class, please. If you don't learn Roman numerals, you'll never know the dates certain motion pictures were copyrighted. Everybody come quick! Something's happened! No time to explain! No, children, no! Your, your education is important. Roman numerals, etc. Whatever. I tried. Smoking at a desk. Are you sure it wouldn't be faster to just tell us what happened? No! I said there's no time to explain, and I stick by that! <laughs> The lemon tree's gone. And the tracks appear to lead into Shelbyville. Oh, look, a clue. A candy bar wrapper. Oh, they're always eating candy in Shelbyville. They love the sweet taste. We gotta get that tree back. Ah, you mean going to Shelbyville? We'll never make it out alive. God, how could you hate that voice? Oh, look, a clue. A candy bar wrapper. candy bar wrapper. I kind of hate it. I think Database is lucky to be here. It reminds me of Dexter from Dexter's Lab almost, without the Russian accent. (laughs) Yeah, I love love Database too, obviously. I think if you mix together Millhouse, Martin, and Database, that's me. They they might have changed his design for this episode. I don't remember remember him having an untucked shirt. Yeah, that untucked shirt thing is The Nathan Drake thing he's got going on. (laughs) (laughs) Half-tucked. Oh god! But it's the first no time for to explain joke that mm-hmm. made yes. that whole premise corrode for me. Such a great point of just like no the the time cut you have there it's for dr- drama. Yeah. but it reminds me of the it's to not explain it to you. Arrive at the setting of what you're talking about, which is impossible to do in real life. <laughs> It reminds me of the perfect Brad, uh, joke in the Brad Goodman episode. Of like, mm. well, we did agree <laughs> to go to a self-help seminar. What an odd thing to say. The Simpsons will be right back.
There's a doings a transpiring over at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. In case you haven't heard about it, Patreon is where we are supported to do this show every week. It pays Bob and my rent, but we offer you so much more than just continued talking simpsons for five dollars a month. What do you get? Tons of exclusive podcasts. You get the entire Talking Critic series, which is exclusively there. Also exclusively there is our season wrap-ups for every season, and the season six one is a coming soon. Not to mention every episode of the first season of Talking Simpsons, which is only available there, as well as several classic interviews that we have done. I just enjoy them so much with Mimi Pond, Mike Scully, Bill Oakley, Reed Harrison, and Paul Provenzano, all people who had worked on The Simpsons in major capacity, telling us secrets from behind the scenes and there's tons more coming and if you're a Futurama fan you're going to want to sign up for the $5 a month because you will get access to our Futurama Xmas special where we do a Talking Simpsons style breakdown of the classic Xmas story episode from season 2 all that and tons more cool stuff is coming your way all it costs is $5 a month or more to get access to it at patreon.com slash talking simpsons and we thank you so much for your support That's not citric acid in your eye. Talking Simpsons has its own t-shirt and its own live show, and I'm promoting both of them. We are part of SF Sketch Fest, the awesome comedy sketch festival in San Francisco, and we are going to be doing a live podcast recording January 28th, 2016 at the Piano Fight Bar. You can look it up online for more information, and the tickets are free, so if you can make it, why not? If you're there, wouldn't it be cool if you are wearing a Talking Simpsons t-shirt that looks a bit like the Ion Springfield logo drawn by the wonderful friend of the show, Nina Matsumoto? Well, you should buy one for yourself. It's Shirt Sickle, like Popsicle Bubba Shirt. Or head to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and you can get one of your own starting in 1999. It's shipped somewhat internationally. Check it on out there and we'll see you at Talking Simpsons Live January 28th. Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. This week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. Well, I tried to find a negative review of Citizen Kane. One star, it had no color. <laughs> it was utterly depressing. The camera angles were okay, but the acting really wasn't too good. All the actors were always interrupting themselves or each other, and it just didn't flow well in my mind. And this is my favorite line of all time. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. I mean, he's right. It's just like the Blair Witch Project. A lot of people watch Citizen Kane because of the hype and find themselves disappointed. It's sad but true. Citizen Kane was a real disappointment. Totally unoriginal plot. Bad lighting. Cheesy sets. Boring too. And gosh, what is this Rosebud thing? That was freaky. Whoa, dude. Anyway, this movie was, was whack and weird. mad boring. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was a bummer too that, that it was that. all black and white and all the guys looked the same because they all wore suits <laughs> that's laser time new every monday on lasertimepodcast.com itunes or wherever you get your podcasts I like that even Nelson cares. Like, Nelson normally would just be like, nah, who cares? <laughs> and, uh, and it's worthy of just duck, ducking out of school. That's true. Yeah, I, Bart announces his plans, which Marge uh, takes the wrong way. Where are you going, Bart? Mom, you won't believe this, but something you said the other day really got through to me. Mm-hmm. And now I am going to teach some kids a lesson. <laughs> I choose to take that literally. Death to Shelbyville! Yes, Art's a tutor now. Tutan, son! Tutan! <laughs> I, uh, we missed it, but I did love Bart's remark. Uh, we'll get it back or choke their rivers with our dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. Uh, and then I was absolutely like Millhouse of thinking, like, if I buy a children's spy kit or something <laughs> like this, I have superpowers. It's real Cheshire cats. Uh, it's beautiful. I never wore camo clothes. I but wanted I, camo so bad, and I didn't know my parents were rescuing me from looking like the white trash we lived around. They <laughs> never let me have it. So when I, t- when I became an adult, I, I wore a lot of arm i wore a lot of uh, camo uh, as a hipster idiot it makes good pants i'd never wear a camo top i, I, camo top. I don't pants. know why <laughs> it goes Man. great with a rat tail <laughs> in the 1980s uh and bart describes his team it again him being very trope noe mm-hmm. 
Okay, here's how it goes. I'm a leader. Milhouse is my loyal sidekick. Nelson's a tough guy. Martin's a smart guy. And Todd's a quiet religious guy who ends up going crazy. Mm. <laughs> I wonder how Todd got roped into all of this. It's yeah. true. It was, for plot purposes, it's why Flanders comes. Yeah. But there's but no he, reason why the littlest Flanders boy would come. Because he's not in Bart's grade. He's, he's not, as far as I know, wouldn't have run school. from the school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Flanders doesn't really address the fact that Todd is there at all, mm. ever. Really. No, not really. I, I think he would help them naturally just by being a nice guy. It's, it's, mm. it, it may feel old-timey, but like I know my friends kids now they can't go anywhere unsupervised at this age but i did all the time i did too and <laughs> yeah it's true they, they i mean this episode wouldn't work as well yeah. now because everybody's just like like what was it some t some woman got arrested for mm-hmm. her kid being somewhere she's not supposed to be or like a father what was that story of that father who was busy working and they're like you weren't taking care of your kids you're going to jail well, there's like, a I, mom who left her kids in the car while she had a job interview mm-hmm. and then she was arrested for that wow. yep yeah, yeah. i just would go in the woods and walk as far as i could yeah. all the time i mean come on parents we live in a surveillance state there's mm-hmm. a camera trained on your child at all times even when you're not <laughs> there i think and i was such an awful kid my parents loved it please <laughs> walk as far as you can in that direction be the back stranger, by dinner the stranger offers you right i say take it <laughs> work out that energy the deal with it but yes then they they're walking the streets of shelbyville and i really like how for lack of a better word how queer martin is in this episode <laughs> yeah. like he he very they they like doing this with martin it on a certain level it is gay jokes and martin but also i never read them martin's never held down by that well he's happy being himself no i understand your read and agree mm. with you i just never read it that way before but it never comes together before, to paint an even more wayland smithers picture for martin when they when he's happily the queen of summertime yeah. it's yeah. like you know what the writers mean by this but still i love him here. here's a tip put a pinch of sage in your boots and all day long a spicy scent is your reward <laughs> oh my gosh look the fire hydrants here are yellow. <laughs> this place is starting to freak me out. <laughs> Danger coming behind us. <laughs> what is it, boy? Is there something behind that wall we should beat up? No time to check it out now. We've got lemonade to sell. <laughs> Radical. They're getting rich off us. And that kid with a backpack said radical. I say radical. Mm. That's my thing that I say. I feel like I'm gonna explode here. Ugh. Yeah, Rod. I love the little animation. Rod actually thinks he's about to explode. Yeah. Takes a step back, and the fact that Nelson is freaked out by the different fire hydrants. It's like when you're a kid, you only know the town yeah. you grew up in. It's like, oh my god, they've got a Hardee's here. And I yeah. remember being just. We had yellow fire hydrants, mm. like, but all mm. cartoons told me they're red. Yeah, yeah. But or, I was Shelbyville, or seeing that they had a different name for their convenience stores than Little yeah. Champ. Yeah. I was like, no, we have Little Champ in my town. They we don't have the kangaroo or whatever yeah, it is. Or a junior racing oh, store. Yeah. I just realized that Nancy Cartwright voices most of this crew. So Bart, right. yeah. Nelson, Todd, and Data yeah, are all Nancy true. Cartwright. And well, they got Tress McNeil in to play Bizarro Bart. Bizarro yeah. Bart. And Rusey Taylor as Martin. Yeah, the Simpsons were in a final fight game. You'd be beating up Shelbyville residents. Yeah. <laughs> little tiny palette swaps and... Ha- Take off his glasses. They totally have to do that. Yeah. They should do that. But though the Shelbyville kids are tougher, they're ready to beat them up. <laughs> like they would lose. Nelson can only do so much yeah. to fight. They'd lose otherwise. I say Shelbyville's a bit trashier, a bit more street smarty than, mm, than Springfield. Those, those highfalutin Springfielders. Marge finding out Bart has joined a violence gang. I yeah. love that line. The, the term violence gang. It's almost lunchtime. Do you know where your brother is tutoring? Tutoring? The only thing Bart's teaching is guerrilla combat in Shelbyville. Well, do you have a number where we can reach him? No, Mom! Bart and some kids ran off to wage war on Shelbyville. Oh! Homer! Come quick! Bart quit his tutoring job and joined a violence gang! And that she finally realizes he's not a tutor, like yeah. the, the way he looks explains Nin- it. 95 was a big gang violence scare era mm. for white families. Remember a Goofy movie we just brought yep. up not too long ago? The <laughs> the main plot point in that is that Goofy thinks Max has joined a violence gang. Is he a crip or a blood? <laughs> <laughs> when really he he was extra gay dressing up as a singer at school and doing yeah. a very long pronounced oh, that's musical even worse. That rumor that you're not allowed to wear in Tallahassee, Florida, don't wear red or blue, those are crips and blood yep. colors. You don't 
don't want to get involved, yeah. kid, in the suburbs. I, I heard that at school. It's just like we're oh. not. We're. Not, I could wear a red uh, bandana and I'm fine. Don't wear <laughs> British knights. It means blood killers. You want to be killed by a crip? I've never even seen a crip. If you, <laughs> all I did was attend a double dare screening. <laughs> I, I heard the thing of like if you if you're driving and somebody flashes their lights at you, if you flash back, then they're going to kill Whoa! you and shoot at you because that's a gang initiation. It's just the rule, man. We never. I never heard about the knockout game, which is the other racist myth that's mm. like black kids play the knockout game all the time which is they just walk up to a random white person and punch him in the back of the head and knock him out like that shit doesn't happen so easy to scare white people I prestige in the knockout game (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yes then they walk by the classic statue of Shelbyville Manhattan I love it with his sexy cousins Uh. I love that and and then they they decide to split up which ends up with uh, Martin and Martin and Nelson as a team I just love them this should be a whole episode it is not the first song Martin has composed for a best friend either and it's true ah the trail has become indistinct i suggest we split up to cover more ground good idea milhouse you and me will be omega team todd you and data are team strike force nelson that leaves you and martin team discovery channel (laughs) your wussiness better come in handy (laughs) so uh the discovery channel face channel drift is showing like mama's family Uh, and dog the bounty hunter now dude it is not it is the American hot rod Mythbusters like it it is not the wow it's not the boring channel anymore I think it's called Discovery now yeah and there's like do they they have a tattoo reality show they might oh I mean it's like 10 years old or something yeah Yeah. but Discovery Channel used to be like it used to be like old BBC reruns of government commission science programs. It did. <laughs> they and got that, sexy and, with Shark Week. Yeah, the one like, oh, like yeah. goofy thing they did was Shark Week, but it was still like shark like science shows. Oh man, yeah. remember Games Radar? We did Week of Sharks. We did Week of Shark because we couldn't call it Shark Week. Legally, like some Legally dumb lawyer in the week. company was <laughs> like, of shark. "Well, they could sue us." Like, who fucking cares? And we get to talk about Jaws Internet. Unleashed endlessly. It's I, a wonderful game. I love the Games Radar. How many times we're just like. I mean, this might be illegal. Fuck it. Who cares? Like, let's just give. Let's just give. We had to make some some poor kid fill out like five forms to send him like a fifty dollar game because yep. they won something. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's interview Shirley Phelps Roper about Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that interview was great. I you really got her with that question of like, well, can I join your church? And like, no. It was it. I, anybody who wants to hear me talk about it again, I'll ha- I'm happy to do so on Twitter or something. <laughs> she is she is a phony. Yeah, she drums up her own anger, and they don't. There's no. There's nothing they want other than to hassle you. Yeah, uh, I mean, completely unrelated. Now the parents are very concerned about the kids in Shelbyville. <laughs> I want some answers. Okay, okay, folks, look. I called the police captain in Shelbyville. He says he hasn't seen our kids, but if they show up in the morgue, he's gonna fax us. Oh, man, I hate those Shelbyville jerks. Honey, I was born in Shelbyville, and it tears me up inside. <laughs> this is my fault. I tried to teach Bart about town pride, but the power of my words filled him with a sort of madness. Now, Marge, you can't blame all of Bart's problems on your one little speech. If anything turned him bad, it's that time you let him wear a bathing suit instead of underwear. And let's not forget your little speech. I, I love that joke, but it sounds like every part of the sentence was recorded in a different yeah. room at a different time. Yeah. It's a new joke. It's weird. In audio form only, it's even more obvious. Yeah. Like, yo, you recorded this from two different places. In the 80s, your bathing suits were allowed to be way cooler than the shorts your mom would buy you. Mm-hmm. So I always tried to get away with wearing bathing suits <laughs> instead of my shorts. And uh, also, that's the start, I think, of... Uh, Luann and Kirk's problems. Uh, of, yeah. It's like, oh, her being from Shelbyville yeah, is the root of his problems. It, later in the episode, I was looking at the adults, and it's like, man, The Simpsons doesn't have a good enough stable of suburbanite adults. Mm. It's yeah. How many of the adults do we actually see in the Kirk RV? Should have been it's, there. Kirk's with him. not it's, there. It's just it's new new yeah, one off characters. I guess Database's parents maybe. and Martin's parents. They never yeah. show any parentage. Yeah, we've seen Martin's parents before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, the fat camp yeah. moment. Fat yeah. little secret. But it's just Homer you and said Ned. you wouldn't make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just tell... Well, I mean, it's already packed with kids in that thing, so it's like Homer... If you have more characters in Homer and Ned, then it's, it's really too packed with interesting people. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and we, you, I, I can understand not wanting to bring, what, Nelson's mom... That's oh, a, yes, that's a bunch. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. write a bunch of these jokes. We'll meet her later. I think we've we've seen. His oh, we dad haven't met her before. yet. No, no, uh, we haven't seen I, her yet. It feels like more of a Mike Scully thing. The yeah. interest in the uh, broken down, horrible mother of uh, Nelson. But yes, I I love this scene of Martin's confidence when he has Nelson yeah. backing him up. Okay, Pat. 
language. Start squealing. Where'd you get the lemons for this lemonade? Uh, this is country time lemonade mix. There's never been anything close to a lemon in it. I swear. <laughs> hey, nobody hassles my little brother. Hey, and no one manhandles the bosom chum of Nelson Muntz. Spring forth, burly protector, and save me. <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I never hang out with him, normally. Uh. <laughs> Hark to the tale of Nelson and the boy he loved so dear. Uh, they remain the best of friends for years and years and years. Uh, uh, I, That's I, so great. I'd be lying if I said I didn't identify with that in my, I, my childhood. I read too. it as much, much care than uh, yes. I ever have in the past. The totally. boy he loves so dear. He's in is love that, with Nelson. Yeah. He's, it's like there's no <laughs> other a, way around that. Is there a musical reference for no, that? Not that really. Song? Just him making up his own little thing yeah. to dance around him. <laughs> I forget. Uh, was it in Bart's Friend Falls in Love where Martin wrote a song for oh, Bart? Body yes. Warrior. Yeah, well, it's he stands up in the bus and says, like, Bart and I are friends. Right. Which is also quite gay. <laughs> but, <laughs> He's also very happy to have a friend, yeah, any friend. I, I talked about it before in the, uh, the pool episode, but that I read a great article that, like, no, Martin never feels shame for his, his like, he gets beat up for it and bullied mm. quite a lot, but he never feels shame for how queeny he acts yeah. all the time. He's He doesn't think there's a problem with it. I, I... Uh, I was just thinking about that. Like when I was a kid, I had a rather effeminate Southern accent, and uh, me too. it kind of got ground out of me, me by too. society, not just by not just by bullies, but of just like littler ways how people act. I was like, oh, you're you want me to talk more in a monotone? I, yeah, it was when I became a teenager. Like, why does every gay guy think I'm gay? It's just the way I talk. <laughs> uh, I had but, to change it. Uh, but yeah, I also like Bart. I. I had assumed reading lips couldn't be that hard. Yeah, <laughs> I did. All, that's I, I can't. I can't articulate it well enough. But it's something you did as a kid a lot. You assumed you'd be good at this. Mm-hmm. Dad, I remember begging my dad for like weeks. You got to get me a unicycle. I know. Mm. I know. <laughs> I can. I know. I'm good at this. Yeah. I know it doesn't require years of practice and focus. I'll just be good at it immediately. That was me before I stepped on a skateboard. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I yes. cannot do this. Yeah. This will not work out. So we have one other. There are there are some season one stuff. Uh, there's some season one stuff peppered in this episode. The other thing we see is Flanders RV from Call of the Simpsons. That's huh? right. His mega yeah. awesome RV he bought on credit because he I makes see. slightly more than Homer. Yeah, which, well, that was pre-Leftorium. Yeah. So I, I think he makes more now. But yeah. The- I hate to derail this, but I, I think I've become Talking Simpsons lead researcher of shitty <laughs> foods. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, country Time Lemonade. Oh, I was going to talk oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. I never made it. I made Kool-Aid all the time. I never that, drank Country Time. This episode exposed the lie because I was like, yeah, you know what? It's it just powder. Well, I didn't know until this until this reco- this viewing that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that that there are there are three ingredients in lemonade and it's very easy to make. Yes. Lemons, sugar, and uh water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh water. Uh, there are twelve ingredients in Country Time and Lemonade, but none of which benzoate. are lemon. Yeah, wow. it's it's citric acid, which is also gets a shout out in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are no lemons in Country Time Lemonade. It, it, technically, you're making lemonade easier, but you're paying more for lemonade than you ever need to pay yeah and I have not seen Country Time Lemonade in a long time so this did this episode destroy them no they're, they're like on the shelf. very much around they're part of the Dr. Pepper food brands group uh, um, they're fighting the Yum brand and if I had to guess like I think it had a better name than it had a product and I'm mm-hmm. pissed off about it because now Laser Time cannot do its Garth Brooks show <laughs> I wanted to call Country Time <laughs> yeah speaking of that RV they arrive in Shelbyville and they hate Springfield I think more than Springfield hates Shelbyville well, it's friendly Springfield. Hello there, neighbors. Uh, you know, we think some kids of ours may be missing in your town. Missing yeah. children. Sounds like Springfield's got a discipline problem. <laughs> That's why we beat him at football nearly half the time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every one of those characters has a different accent. Yeah, well, it I, to me, I love that. Yeah, yeah well, he's got the main. I'm sorry, I just watched Pet Cemetery, so like, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes Fred, Fred that Wynn. is better. Yeah, Herman yeah. <laughs> Munster says that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so it's just so beautiful too. They take pride in winning football, probably forty six nearly of the half time. the time. It's <laughs> it's the second. Oh yeah, that joke is so subtle. Nearly half the time. Yeah. That's great. And I like the editing or acting on it that Ned is about to say another thing. Like, uh, he's like, uh, Springfield, you know, some of our kids are here. Uh, 
And then they cut him off. Like, I, I really love that, too. And they're drinking FUD, which was last seen in Spittle yeah. County. And it made hillbillies and, go blind. Yeah, but They're in trouble. But now it's been brought back as just, yeah, Shelbyville doesn't drink duff. They drink FUD. <laughs> and uh, another thing I wish had come back, but I guess it's a Merkin thing. Baron Von Costume. I love you the name that of that to the brand. Baron in me. <laughs> Baron Von Costume. He's so proud of that. Yes. And that also that the Shelbyville kids... They start growling like dogs at the thought of a Springfield boy, and they're they're ready to beat him up and throw bugs in his mouth. And and uh, yes, then Bart is put to the test of spray painting Springfield sucks. His can control is excellent. Yes, and that wig makes him look a lot like one of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The stranger who walks amongst you is me, Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> Bart Simpson. From Springfield? He's from Springfield. Get him! So one uh, minor animation error I noticed is like, that wig makes him look like a, one of the Beatles. It's mm. delivered by the other Millhouse, oh, and that's not his voice. Oh, man. He sounds more like this. I that's love true. all the kids' voices in this yeah. so much. Uh, and it was a clever thing that of Bart's Springfield sucks between Springfield rules. He is quick. Yeah. It's, it's one of those jokes that could not actually work because they're <laughs> all just standing and watching him. They all have to <laughs> look at each other yeah. like for six seconds. But it is true, Bart... Bart can't beat them up, but mm. his skills in spray painting and uh, and skateboarding actually Undeniable. are superior. Mm-hmm. That feels like another season one callback, actually, of yeah. like, this is an El Barto moment. Bart yeah. spray painting things. It's an I am a wiener moment. And he that, doesn't spray paint You don't anymore. question that Bart's good at graffiti. Yeah, yeah. and that, oh, that yeah. skateboarding scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a Jim Reardon episode. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah, Jim Reardon fucking rules in this episode. Yeah. And the skateboarding scene, I have no clips from it. I have a bit from right before that, but the skateboarding just looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll use these spray cans as jetpacks and fly <laughs> to safety. So long, losers. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. Uh, hey, look, someone's attractive cousin. They're just into the idea of cousins in general, not even yeah. their own cousins. It's like that is a cousin of someone. Well, it must be one of our cousins. Yeah, they're very attractive. So they like that they even like brush their hair or tie it up. Like, ooh, my attractive cousin. And uh, also, yeah, that that was a very another kid observational thing of like, well, in a cartoon, I've seen people use spray cans as as propulsion or yeah, like or a video t- game. Totally, yeah. and then it just turns Bart's feet green for one moment. Yes, and then it's, it's gone. It's washed but. off quickly. They they drive by. Sorry, they skate by all of the bizarro Springfield things, including uh, mm. a Joe's Tavern, yeah. and and Mo is just a guy with like a bandana and long hair. There's mm. an, there's an Asian Quickie Mart, yeah. Speedy Mart, Speedy Mart, and the 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 woman groundskeeper Willie. For the first time, I realized what she was saying. She was calling them sidewalk surfing cube gleamers. I never as in yeah. gleaming the cube. Wow! Yes. I Shit. never. I only saw that this time too of looking at Frankieac. Yeah, because I was like, "That's weird." What is it? Christian cube Slater's gleamers gleaming the cube? Is right. It, isn't Tony Hawk his stunt double in that? Uh, uh, you could be right. Mm. I would believe you. But yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the first notable skateboarding movies mm. uh, from the eighties. Gleaming the cube. <laughs> Slow down your sidewalk surfing cube gleamers. And then we get a, a, a great callback to the start of the yeah. episode again. Just a tightly scripted episode. Yeah, this Cement so starts good. the journey, and Cement, you know, is his downfall ultimately. Uh oh. What Cement? I could sure use that flying motorcycle now. You had your chance. We'll hide <laughs> <laughs> well, so much more great, funny in audio. Great sound there, though. Well, I, I like the very boring name he gave it, the flying motorcycle, not even a jet bike or whatever. <laughs> That's true. And then, uh, so yes, then Bart is caught in a, in a tiger trap, uh, or in a tiger thing at the zoo. The tiger feeding area. Yeah, which... It's it's a very video game like adventure game kind of moment, honestly. Yeah, and I just love the one safety precaution is a flimsy piece of paper taped up. That's yeah. true. Yes. Is this still funny in a post Harambe world? Uh, <laughs> well, there'd be too many tigers to take out at once. Bart is looking for help, which this I don't know. This might be my line of the show. I love well, it. actually, no. There's a couple later that are my line. It's of one the of show, mine. Millhouse, what's seven in Roman numerals? I'll tell you, Bart. But you really should end each transmission with the word over. Over. Correction. 
The only thing that's over is that transmission. <laughs> <gasps> is this the untimely end of Millhouse? But Millhouse is my name. But I thought I was the only one. A pain I know all too well. So this is what it feels like when doves cry. <laughs> yes. I like to think they fell in love there. <laughs> but at the very least, like, Milhouse has never had anyone who's his equal or friend or I, anything. I wish they keep in touch. So the line comes from the movie uh, Little Caesar, pizza, and it's pizza. not about the pizza. It's oh. about a criminal. Mm. And this is where, is this the untimely end of Milhouse comes from? Oh. mercy. Is this the end of Rico? So that was uh, Edward G. Robinson. I want to watch Chief Edward, Wiggum uh, himself. Edward G. Robinson all day long. Yes, no. he's great. Uh, you filthy animals. <laughs> wow, I did not know that was from a film. I, uh, th- it was that specific. A real but, gangster picture. Man. You can tell how ancient it is because it's just like they're talking into tin cans. Yes. Talkies were new at the time. Yes. Uh, so when Bart finds his way out of there, that was how I did it too. Like It feels like such a dated joke now because mm. no no sequel is numbered. They don't yeah. number any movie sequel anymore, let alone put a prestigious <laughs> Roman numeral on I it. think I remember the people who made The Hangover crowing about like, mm-hmm. no, we're, we made it a point to put the word part Mm-hmm. And a Roman numeral because yeah. no one does either of those anymore. Oh, that's great! Final yeah. Fantasy VII: Aerith's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, this it came together though. Actually, the seventh Rocky movie is Creed. <laughs> it's Creed. Yeah. Yes. It's Creed. Another thing Simpsons so, vaguely predicted: the seventh Rocky. Whose revenge is that? Uh, it was Apollo Apollo's Creed, revenge, sort of. Yeah. Apollo, Apollo Creed's revenge mm-hmm. from Beyond the Grave. He gets uh, his revenge. Adrian is dead in Creed as well. And as so of this recording, uh, Sylvester Stallone has mysteriously exited the director's chair for Rocky Eight or oh, Creed Two no. or whatever that is. Okay. Okay, well, so, yeah. he's hiring another. If that was one of the best moves for Creed, that mm-hmm. Creed is about an African American boxer, and they got Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. uh, to, and it it really Oops. felt like an African American led film, and it was very, it was much better than if Sil- Stallone had directed. If there had been I another Rocky focused movie, ha- turning him into a side character was amazing, mm-hmm. and that'll probably continue in Creed too. He, uh, Please I kill him. <laughs> Stallone, Stallone was teasing that Brock Lesnar could be. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's yeah, son, son in a movie. Which, why don't they turn him into Mickey and make a movie about Mickey? Yeah. He's Burgess pretty, Meredith. He, he is, is pretty much Creed. Mickey and Rocky in Creed. Isn't yeah. he like as old as Burgess Meredith was yeah. in that movie? I no. think maybe, yeah. I think so, yeah. He aged a lot harsher back then. Yeah, yeah much more of a bum! Yeah. I, I felt, I did feel bad for Rocky that he did, Rocky, it's for Sly that he didn't win an Oscar for Creed. He did good in Creed. Yeah. But well, that's the real seventh one. And then we get a great... I love Nancy's take here. Uh, this yeah, is this, so I fucking love this. It's no use. I'm never going to find that tree. This whole raid was as useless as that yellow lemon-shaped rock over yeah. there. Wait a minute. There's a lemon behind that rock. The that is, tree! That is a great take, Chris. Yes, mm-hmm. it's so... There's it's just, a lemon behind that lemon-shaped rock. But you know Nancy had to understand that joke. It's mm-hmm. not a yeah. flat read. Yeah, and, it's, it's so great. Mm-hmm. A million, a million stories have had that same moment of like... Uh, it's a useless the thing. Wait, it's the thing I've been looking for. But instead, it is really a lemon-shaped it's, rock, and there's a lemon <laughs> behind it's it. It's a very Merkin-y joke. I, I, I love I these screw jokes. Yes. Uh, yes, but and right around when they discover where the tree is, which is in the uh, impenetrable fortress of suburbia, a uh, impound lot, that's when Homer re-enters the picture. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't have come at a better time because... Homer versus Shelbyville Homer. I I would call this yeah. entire exchange line of the show. I would well, actually say line of the show is not even a word at the yeah. end of this. On the wiki, he's called Shelbyville Homer. That's oh, his wow. name, yeah. <laughs> you kids are in big trouble running away from home like this. But they stole our lemon tree. I don't care what excuse you've got. Nothing's going to stop me in the middle of this speech. Uh-huh. You're going to... Lemon tree? <laughs> that tree's been in Springfield since the time of our forefathers. Give it back, or I will bust in there and take it. Bust in here and take it? <laughs> you must be stupid than you look. Stupider like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> Great acting there. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Don't you get it, Springfield? It's over. You lose. Now, if you'll excuse me, all this talk has made me hungry. Yes. 
That is the source of so many Simpson shit posts. The, yeah, the, the smished up, the, the yes. shrunken face. Yeah, the, his lemonized face. I, yeah. I want to give that best line. Let's do it. Yeah, the face. That's the joke. I'm down. This may seem obvious, but that is Hank Azaria doing Homer's season one voice. So wow. it's basically. Uh, it is so perfect because it's Walter Matthau's voice with a Jackie Gleason delivery. Huh. Oh, it's so, perfect. It's right, not just yeah. Walter Matthau. It has the Jackie Gleason uh, like, ooh, at the end. That's perfect, yeah. too, because that, that is Hank Azaria's whole way of thinking. He's just like, no, it's a bad impersonation of a famous it, it, person. It, I meant to mention it earlier. There's two Hank Azaria's Shelbyville voices that sound ex- almost exactly like his Brockmire character, which uh, he doesn't really do on the mm. show that much. But I love the show Brockmire and hope it comes back for a second season. Mm. Really good. Oh, God, just his whole... I love Shelbyville. That he has Homer's muzzle too, but yeah. not it's yellow. He doesn't have the five o'clock shadow. And he's got hair. I never ever noticed until this viewing that the this is where the title of the episode comes from. Yep. This yeah. one one single moment, Helen of Troy moment. As a kid, I did not get the Trojan horse reference because Homer saying nobody's as smart has ever thought of this. Man, because usually the Simpsons titles are puddle deep. There is nothing to get, but this is buried in the plot. Mm. A reference to sneaking in. With a Trojan oh, horse, it's beautiful behind yes. enemy lines, and they get the lemon tree, but but then somebody uh well releases the hounds. Actually, yes, the second giving dogs meat joke. I fucking <laughs> love this in this. Suit. I'll get the gate. <laughs> That's okay, son. I'll take care of him. <laughs> Faster, son. He's got a taste for meat now. <laughs> <laughs> If only Bart had wieners to give him quick energy to escape. I, I just love that sound. Yeah, the sound it's of the... very astute. Those are like paper thin tinfoil, corrugated tinfoil doors. And it's one of, another thing Merkin loves of just like here's a cartoony moment, but what if it was realer? Yeah, yeah. And I think they do it again later in a way I really appreciate. I yes, yeah. This they attach the tree to the top of the RV. Mm-hmm. They need to make their escape with the slowest closing gate <laughs> of all time. One thing that we missed that I love. It's very subtle. I love Homer's fascination with all the novelties inside the RV, like That's that you can true. shower inside of it, you can cook now chickens inside down. of it. Yeah, he's ready to shower. Just like now, nah, I'm going to shower right <laughs> now. Why wait 20 minutes to get home? I'm going to shower right now. But yes, same deal here. He's he's cooking. Four turkeys? Yes. Something's draining the battery. Get out here, son. There's a doings of transpiring. Let's shut the gate and seal them in. Got it, Flanders. It won't start. Something's draining the battery. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Flanders. Eat my shorts, Shelbyville. Eat my shorts. Yes, eat all of our shirts. Ooh, you lousy Springfielder. <laughs> you shake harder, boy. There are like three lines <laughs> of the show in there. Yeah. yeah, I love Flanders just trying to fit in. Shake harder, uh, boy. Uh, doing to transpire in and <laughs> shake harder, boy. And, and that, that did remind my notes that it, this is, I think, a really good parody of an old sitcom premise. Mm, it's yeah. something we don't really see this any anymore, but this character is a perfect parody of a rival town guy. Yeah. It's in a ton of Twilight Zones, the Andy Griffith shows oh, yeah, and like it's yeah th- yeah it i don't know it was kind sending, of like it, a con man almost yeah it, it's sending something up but it's a storyline we don't see very often <laughs> oh god and just shake on the impotence yeah. that i just uh and yeah a doing's a transpiring a transpiring <laughs> and half the tree is wrecked by the springfield arch yeah they, they fuck it up do. more yeah. than than uh, the shelby that, that's the sound i appreciate my girlfriend brought it to my attention because she's from wisconsin where everybody has like a garage behind their house uh but the childhood sound of your parents like backing out of the driveway like mm. and there's a specific reverse sound for a car that's different yeah. from a car driving and i just love that they like the tinfoil door joke it's fully mm. they used it's a fun reverse sound yeah. and a slow beeping just to highlight their humiliation yeah. yeah and i just love that we end with a story from both grandpa and shelbyville grandpa yeah. as well which i hope that guy is actually the father of shelbyville home i great. want him to be that and with that a mighty cheer went up from the heroes of springfield they had brought the sacred tree back to its native soil. And though Flanders was stuck with the impound fee, he could easily afford it. Oh. More lemonade, Bart? Absolutely. Say when. <laughs> there are over 14 parts of the lemon that are... And with that, 
A mighty cheer went up from the heroes of Shelbyville. They had banished the awful lemon tree forever <laughs> because it was haunted. <laughs> now let's all celebrate with a cool glass of turnip juice. Chris. So sour lemons uh, were their sour grapes. Yeah. Oh, God. I just love the... The idea of how history is written by both sides in mm-hmm. this, they're just like, uh, actually, we won by losing that lemon tree. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we, we're better off without it because it was haunted. Apparently, there were never lemon trees in Shelbyville until they stole one. It's mm-hmm. true. They've never had. Th- but they had country right. time. That, yeah, that's. I guess that's their only way of having lemons. They have to get the country time. But oh, god damn, I. I also I wish I caught it, but we already had like twenty one clips in this. But the uh, <laughs> the way he's like, ooh, his reaction to them parking in front of a hospital, like yeah. oh, somebody parked in front of a hospital, mm-hmm. like it's, and he even does the because Jim Reardon he does the uh, Homer finger twiddle, which well. I believe required double. The animation frames for every mm. finger twiddle it's and twitch. Faster, yeah, it's, oh, it has to be beautiful. twenty-two frames a second instead of eleven. You feel like that's something they don't do anymore yeah. on the show. I haven't done it in a be while. A lot easier to do now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but also the and, and the effort the kids put into squeezing juice out of a turnip. Turnip juice. Like, yeah. I, the only good turn up is in Super Mario 2. Yeah. That's it. You're right. supposed to throw them at people, exactly. not eat them. And they Kill have faces on them. <laughs> God damn, this was such a good it's episode. so good. It's like, only outdone by the next episode. Uh, it's unfair almost for this yeah. episode to be so close to the yeah. season finale, and which I'm is ge- great. I'm guessing that's why it got... I don't know. I, I, why didn't this get, get rerun enough? Why did this? Why was this like a lost episode I had to seek I out? I think it was your market. This was teaching yeah. Floridians a bad lesson. <laughs> they removed it. I, I'm dying to know, of course, if you had the same experience. Mm. Listener, let us know at TalkingSimpsons.com. Well, yeah. I also... Uh, another thing I felt about this episode, too, my own personal excitement was... When this episode aired, it would be the next week that Who Shot Mr. Burns aired, mm-hmm. and the commercial for Who Shot Mr. Burns aired during this, so oh. I bet I read a TV guide or some news story to know that it was coming. It was pretty heavily promoted. But to, So to see the promotion during watching Lemon of Troy for Who Shot Mr. Burns, it even overshadowed it in the moment for me. I was just like, yeah, look, this Shelbyville episode's funny, mm-hmm. but the crazy season finale is going to happen, which will be so dramatic. So mm-hmm. it... Though whenever I did my con- my many 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 rewatches <laughs> of Who Shot Mr. Burns to t- look for clues, I did rewatch Lemon of Troy mm-hmm. almost every time. I wouldn't go back too far. To- I wouldn't watch Springfield Connection as well, but I'd watch Lemon of Troy every time because it just it's so. What a so great. great. It could have been a season finale. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, going to Shelbyville, establishing Shelbyville was great. Mm-hmm. They didn't really go back to it for another like 10 years almost. Mm-hmm. And it was much yeah. different then. And it, I, it would have made a great season finale. Like yeah. showing you something that's been talked about and never seen. And in uh, fictitious worlds and cities that are built in sitcoms, I, I, I always love the rival town stuff. Like in, oh, I forget the rival town for Riverdale and Archie Comics. But also the biggest recent one to me is in Parks and Rec creation Pawnee's greatest enemy is Eagleton but Eagleton uh, gets everything nice while Pawnee is where fat poor people and uh, King of the Hill is McMainerberry McMainerberry yeah oh god that's right uh, McMainerberry yeah. I totally forgot about them was, is that oh. is that the town that's so close to Oklahoma or is that a different one uh, you're thinking uh, of Wichita Falls oh, I think which, yeah. that's right where they yeah but McMainerberry that's yeah oh, I love that how that became like every every city in its sitcom needs a Shelbyville now yeah. yes it's beautiful it's, yes, uh, and um, I think this episode helped hasten that yes so great episode everybody thanks oh, for yeah. listening thanks for putting up with my sick awful voice i have been your host bob <laughs> Mackey. find me on twitter as bob servo my other podcast is retronauts every monday and occasionally a bonus episode on friday it's a classic gaming podcast go to retronauts.com or look for retronauts in your podcast device we've been around for over a decade there's got to be something we talked about <laughs> that you might like and these guys have all been on it so please listen to it at some point i think we just did a holiday episode with yeah you know, the kids are gonna like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yep. speaking of animation it's barely animated but we just did an episode about the donkey kong country quote-unquote holiday special and it's miserable Uh, (laughs) it could be the worst thing i'm you guys say sonic christmas blast is worse i don't know i can't decide Hmm. well but bob these banana cream pies are so tasty Uh. and barely look like pies (laughs) all right but uh, also you can follow talking simpsons on patreon.com slash talking simpsons where you hear every episode a week early and ad free and i want to tell you guys again we in previous recordings we teased cool interviews now i can name them because we recorded them one we interviewed mike scully a 
Simpsons legend and controversial figure who was a writer for seasons 5, 6, 7, and 8, who then became a showrunner for seasons 9, 10, 11, and 12, and still works on the show to this day yeah, in every a small week. capacity. Yeah. And he talked to us for a whole hour with Super Friendly. Bob and I, live on the air, apologized <laughs> to him for being mean to him as Simpsons fans. And he oh was gracious God. about it. He's like, I, it's passion. I appreciate passion. It's great. And the other side of that coin, Bob was too sick. He couldn't make it. But I interviewed Mimi Pond, the writer of the first ever aired wow. episode of The Simpsons, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. And she has some uh, tough medicine about Simpsons history to swallow, but it is a really good interview. And I would say it's it's an important part of Simpsons history that does not get explored on any commentaries or anything. Yeah, so That sounds really fucking cool. Yeah, it's really good. And you can hear the full interviews on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons, which is also home to the just finished Talking Critics yes. series where we mm. have now gone through every episode of, Talking, of the Critic, even, including... Yes, even the webisodes, which... They're we awful. On, we ended on a sour note, but yeah. no one will ever have to watch those again. They're buried in time. They're buried on a DVD. Just listen to us make fun of them because they're wretched. It, it really sucks that our last episode is like, this clip show fucking sucks, but these webisodes really Ooh, suck. They're bad. It's tragic, but it, it was part of what? Like a grand experiment to get content on the internet in the pre-YouTube days. The, it was the growing pains. It's Adam it Films? Sure. It was Adam like Films, exclusive. yeah. There was wow. that like Mondo, yeah. Icebox, Icebox, several and it, weekend pussy hunts. And it I really would, wanted yeah. to give you a bone the uh, critic webisodes. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit randy. <laughs> and uh, Laser Time, if you're into more podcasts, Laser Time's a topic-based show with a lot of these guys. We've talked about many things Simpsons-like, I would say. Mm. Uh, we'll have a, we, uh, I believe by the time this airs, we have just posted our best of the year so far. Mm. Spoiler, The Simpsons is not one of them. Eh, <laughs> but, no. so, it's weird, I don't even think of it. Even if the season was great, <laughs> I wouldn't think to put Simpsons as the best TV show of the year. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can support us at patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, we do appreciate that. Bonus shows every week, all around. Mm-hmm. Movie commentaries out the wazoo. I'm out of plugs, I think. Oh, and we're just a few weeks, at the time you're listening to this, we're just a few weeks away from our January 28th live show mm. in San Francisco via SF Sketchfest. Just look it up. Talking oh. Simpsons SF Sketchfest. And as of this recording, I roped you guys into streaming the horrible, itchy, and scratchy oh, Super yeah. Nintendo yeah. game. Uh, for a, uh, let's see how if we can make it a 15 minutes. I don't think so. <laughs> it's going to be rough. You'll see it on the Laser Time YouTube page. Uh, YouTube.com slash Laser Time. That, and we, we've done almost every Simpsons game, mm-hmm. and I think I've discovered the worst. I still need to play a couple more, but it's mm. got to be Bart versus the Juggernauts. Really bad. Really uh, bad. Call me when you play Bart meets Radioactive Man. Oh, it's that one's really fucking that, bad that too. One it's is the it's worst. just at least it's different pain, That's not the true. same pain over and over again with one song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with the season finale and perhaps the best episode ever: Who Shot Mr. Burns, Part One. See you then. infotainment.